The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. begin your spiritual journey, you are often told what to do and receive advice on which path to follow. But as you move along, eventually you need to become your own guide. Progress can be difficult at times, but once you reach new levels of awareness, the inner vistas are spectacular. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your guide and companion is Giles Asselin. Come join us now on this path of exploration. Here is your host, Giles Asselin. Good afternoon, everyone, or good evening, good morning, bonsoir, if you are listening from Europe and from France. This is Gilles again, as usual, um, for the past 20 weeks. Thank you very much for listening and for being here today. I appreciate your presence across the waves. I will, um, I will dive in right away today. Um, I, as usual, I received some pearls during the week. And uh, I guess pearls in the terms of uh, how they relate to the, the topic, um, the theme that I chose, opening the field and surrendering and, and letting go. And at the same time, something happened two days ago, which almost took me the, the other way. It, it, um, it shook my world a little bit to the point it's not a... It's not an earthquake, but it, it shook uh, gently um, my world, um, and I've been feeling a bit, uh, a bit stressed, a bit anxious. So you may you may sense that today, and that's fine, Alex. That's the way you know. That's where we we are. That's where we express and, and um, our beingness and our, our emotions. Uh, a bit stressed, a bit anxious, also a bit more. I noticed yesterday, in retrospect, a bit more irritable. And again, that's the, that's the way life is, and that happens to us on a, on a regular basis. Um, I'm glad, in a sense, that I've um, the opportunity to experience that um, that beingness. And what happened is um, about two or three days ago, I posted, as I do every week, my the, the topic uh, for a short announcement about my show on LinkedIn in about six uh, spiritual groups. And in one group, one person responded, and, and this person took the metaphor, the metaphor of uh, plowing the field of our inner life um, out of context, out of what I was saying. And she made a remark that um, that wasn't very pleasant. It wasn't pleasant for her, and um, in the end, it wasn't pleasant for me either. I responded with... Um, all the compassion I could master or muster, and um, we had a short exchange, and I think I thanked her for the for the learning experience. But it's interesting. I'm looking now at the the message uh, behind the message, in a sense, or, or the river underneath the river, and what that created for me, and that uh, also. So that's on the emotional level. Uh, at the same time, on the on the mental level, you know, the path of reflection that I've had 
because the short discussion I had and the, the fact that I was forced to express myself and restate the metaphor, which I will uh, share with you again, uh, allowed me to go back to this concept of a wound, uh, which I mentioned um, a few shows away. And nicely, um, one of the pearls I had this week just mentioned this concept. And uh, it's interesting how things, you know, come together, even uh, within, a, within, within all of this. I mean, there's something which was, uh, which in a sense, wronged me the wrong, um, or the, I wouldn't say the wrong emotional way, but wronged me, uh, rubbed me a, a different way. And again, I'm very, um, I'm very grateful for that. So in the first place, I wanted to, um, I wanted to restate the metaphor. I realize also I tend to be on very, on a very implicit way, and I never clearly define this this metaphor of um, opening opening the field. And after we plow the field of our inner life and look at what lies at the bottom of our inner life, and um, this is obviously an uh, an agricultural, agricultural metaphor. And what I meant, what I mean is that we need to turn the soil up in our lives in order to unearth what has been dormant or what has been hidden for years. We have to do spelunking in a sense. And most specific, specifically, what I had in mind is the wounds, the wounds, plural or singular, it doesn't really matter, that we incurred in our childhood, which are still active, even though we might not be able to see it on a conscious level. There's, a, there's something going on and it's usually out of our awareness. So this is really the, the point of my metaphor and the point of the work as well, the idea of plowing the field and, um, and not ignoring the field because the field is our base. That's where we live. That's what gives us sustenance. And if there's something unhealthy uh, within that soil, you know, again, using the agricultural metaphor, I think it's important that we turn it up and try to remove it or try to, to heal it. And um, again, that's my point. And on the path of, of reflection and coupled with this uh, notion of the sacred wound that I shared um, quite a few shows ago, uh, the notion came from a, a person called Bill Plotkin. Uh, he wrote a book, The Nature and the Human uh, Soul, I think, uh, that I read about four years ago. And it made me think about the idea of messengers. And oftentimes in our lives, you know, we have messengers. As long as we do not um, tend to our soil, tend to our garden, we have messengers who keep coming and keep reminding us of a few things. Or, or perhaps, at least what I noticed in my case, um, they allow us to, to witness the progress we have made. And in my personal case, the wound, my wound has to do with uh, what happened in our childhood, in my childhood, I said, oh, because it was also my brothers at home when during the, especially the dinner time and all the yelling taking place in the house. So my wound is, is I would say, critically connected to the, the house where I used to live um, 35, 40 years ago and to my parents and especially my mother. And usually when someone says about something about my mother, that's that's when the wound or where the, um, I don't have any other word in mind, the wound gets activated and, and that's where it resonates within. And over the years, you know, when comments were made about my mother, especially for whatever reason, unpleasant comments, um, it felt less and less painful. 
Uh, and this is a sign. This is a sign that things are healing. And again, we need those messengers around us. We may think at first sight, when we first hear the message, that things are not pleasant and things are not... Um, we just want to avoid them. And I think sometimes I can see that in my brothers, the way he talks about my mother, the way he tries to detach myself, himself from, from, from our parents and especially my mother. And um, I think we have to welcome those messengers again. And something I read again this morning in a, in a message from a very young woman. Um, I will mention her again because she's part of the pearls um, that I mentioned um, at the beginning. I have at least three uh, posts or articles that I really enjoy this week. And this morning in the message, um, she shared with us on a blog. The blog is called The Worlds of Comfort. It's a WordPress blog. And she said it's, it's never about the word that we read. It is how it is making us feel. So it's really not really about the word that we read because, you know, every word has more or less the same meaning, but it's the emotional resonance, uh, the emotional weight, I would say, that the word carries. And this varies, you know, seven billion times around the world, in a sense, uh, based on our experience, based, and uh, you would think based on our current experience and current life, but it can also um, go down, you know, way, way down to the past. Uh, I've had that experience, too, of being upset about things that happen at least a couple of centuries ago, uh, if not more than that. And uh, it's interesting, there, there, there's a, the word also that I was looking for in terms of connecting with the messengers, it's, it's a trigger. And it's triggering something in us. And, and oftentimes, um, it's not something pleasant. But if we turn things around the way we turn the soil, we can see that there's a, you know, there's a gift. There's a gift in the message. And, and at the same time, if we try to detach ourselves from the emotional component of the message, uh, maybe there's something for us to do. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. And I realize I've been talking about the concept of that wound um, more than a few times, but maybe some people don't have a wound. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for the whole world here. I have my own that I've been offering, um, the, the healing of that wound I've been offering to the world. And I think that's, um, that's what one would want to do uh, in the best of, of circumstances. And um, I like that. I like, and I like, um, within that context again, I would like to read another uh, part of the post, still from the same person um, who lives in Sweden. Her name is, uh, her first name is Sarah Isabel, and the last name is Johansson. And interestingly, she wrote a piece on uh, May 1st, which I came across only maybe six or seven days ago, where she talked about the wound. And um, it's interesting how things loop around in a sense and come back in, in context for what I'm speaking of. And I think it was the so-called perfect timing for me because I was going to talk about that, the idea of plowing the field, unearthing what needs to be unearthed. And then keeping it open. And by, by keeping it open, I mean, you know, if we have access to what maybe um, hurts or what, you know, feels, um, how do you call that? Um, you know, that, that goes against our progress. We feel there's a block in our lives and we start to identify it. 
And I'm sure there's many ways to do this. Um, and once we see it, once we start to touch it with our fingers, in a sense, if we decide, no, I don't want to go there, that's when things get stale, in a sense, they get, get stuck. And that, that's what I meant by this idea of opening up the field or keeping the field open. We won't be ready for healing or, or a new wave of sowing until we do the work that we have to do and until we keep that field um, open, open that we, we nurture the field, whatever it takes. I mean, again, there's millions of circumstances and, um, and millions of reasons why we would do that. So I wanted to, to read a short excerpt about um, this young person's message. The, the title of the blog is called The Journey of a Soul. And she said in it, uh, you are here to embody all aspects of the human experience, the joy with the sorrow and the fear with the courage. When you do so, you are becoming the walking embodiment of wisdom and love in action, where every painful experience is compassion birthed. And that's what can come out of the field. Again, when we keep it open and we do the healing we were called to do, what comes out can be so uh, magnificent in a sense. And she continues, uh, this is what this world is in need of, to look another into the eye and say, I know what you have gone through and I feel the pain for I have been there myself. Take my hand, I will show you another way. And that very specific sentence made me think about something I shared about a woman in Bristol in Rhode Island uh, during a seminar, I think it was last week or the week before. And she had gone again, we were in a seminar, a three-day seminar, all of us, so there was some bonding going on. And at some point, you know, she expressed some of us unpleasant experience. And uh, I was able to, um, to talk to her uh, on a very deep level, a heart level, because I understood what she went through. And, and even though she had never mentioned exactly what it was, but I could tell it was something very, uh, very painful, very, um, she was hurt. Uh, and to the point, I think the hurt was still so much uh, fresh, I don't know how old it was, that she was unable to, to share it in the context of this uh, residential seminar. So, so again, I, I find in a sense it's very nice when you find confirmations of what you share. There's someone, you know, sharing the a similar perspective about the kind of work we do and the, the path we walked. And to continue on with what uh, Sarah Isabel says, uh, she says, competition and division will only lead to a ruling ego, which has no sense of human compassion. The only way for the light to enter into your heart and your being. It's through your wound. When you call forth the light into the space of where it is hurting the most, you have found your power, and it is the power of loving, accepting thyself by knowing your worth. This is the first stage of the teaching of the unity consciousness, to unite yourself with the dark and the light within you, to not reject the dark nor the wound by wanting to escape it but to be completely present with it by loving it and inviting it, no matter how unpleasant or uncomfortable. And again, it's very much, it's very much along the lines of my metaphor. Um, when we plow the field of our lives, oftentimes, you know, we, we don't like what we find. It, it's, it's dark, it's painful, it's, it's hurtful. 
And our tendency is to, to escape, like what she said, to escape or to maybe close the, the door back into what we found. And um, this is a very human reaction, uh, no doubt about that, uh, especially if there's a lot of work behind, I guess. But uh, when you crack yourself open, uh, the way you do in a dark night of the soul, you feel so, so naked in a sense that... Um, Whatever happens, happens. And in my own personal case, I was so so helpless at the time that um, there isn't much I could do. And um, that's the way it is. I mean, this, that goes along with the idea of surrender. I will be talking in a second segment. But there are situations in life where we just can't do much. We can just witness, um, acknowledge what goes on, and thank uh, whoever we want to thank for what is happening to us. Um, like she said, it takes a lot of uh, courage to go there. So I would like to acknowledge uh, the, this courage in, in all of you, this courage and, and um, the sense of compassion that can come out of it. And um, this goes back, I will make a tiny uh, discretion in a sense uh, into what I said last week. If we get stuck in that ego that only um, is into the achievement or the doing orientation, um, that's where we got stuck into what she calls competition and division because we're into doing things, we're into performance, we're into roles, we're into labeling as well. Uh, we want to have a, a fairly fixed and rigid world we need to open the door to uh, something more intangible, something more emotional, and that's the door of our beingness. Uh, last week's topic was about, you know, the dichotomy between doing and being. And that's, that's the door we need to enter to if we want to, to plow the field of our lives. We need to be more into our beingness, into our true nature. And we need to honor what we find there when we start plowing the field. Uh, again, whatever it is. And um, that's what I would like to, to, to invite you. I think I've been uh, mentioning this theme of, of spelunking. This is all about spelunking um, and getting our tools to plow the field. But um, that's where we are in our lives, in a sense. And that's what I wanted to share. So thank you very much. And I will be talking a bit more about surrender and, and letting go in the second segment before providing um, some of the pearls and especially a beautiful gift, again, coming from Sweden. Um, thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello, this is Jill again. Welcome back. Thank you very much for listening. So now that I've clarified this idea of uh, this metaphor of plowing the field, plowing the field of our inner life, I wanted to talk a bit, a bit more about surrender and letting go. And the reason came, this came in, I think it came into my, into my, my beingness, into my, my vision a couple of weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago. And I see on one hand um, some qualities, some virtues that we need to walk the path, that we need to go when we do spelunking. And I mentioned them, I think, uh, in a couple of instances. These are determination, perseverance, and patience. I see them going uh, you know, hand in hand, the three of them. There may be others. I'm not, it's not a, an exhaustive list. But on the other side, I would say almost on the other side of the coin, uh, I clearly see surrender and letting go. These are much more much more mental or emotional attitudes and, and the way we need to approach life, I think, I approach the path when something happens to us. Sometimes, obviously, there's, you know, we need to take action. I'm not saying it's all about inaction. Even, even passions can be a very active um, quality. But when I look at surrender and letting go, they, they have a different feel to me. It's much more about accepting accepting things and sometimes say goodbye to them depending on how it is and the reason this uh, also came into my mind is because of one example um, that happened to us as a family about eight days ago we went into a, a store called in the u.s calls uh, it sells a lot of clothing um, but also toys um, kitchen supplies and things like this uh, cards and and um and it's one of our favorite stores for our son. Uh, again, he's almost five years old. And guess what? The favorite section in the store is the toy, toy section. So he goes there. My wife last week was shopping for clothes. And I was, I was just around, sometimes with him, sometimes uh, not too far, but looking at something else. And at some point, he picked, he picked up a toy. It was a box um, with one Hot Wheels. You don't need to know all the details of the toy, but Hot Wheels car and uh, tracks that you have to assemble. And it was a fairly long track, I think, uh, I would say at least two feet long. And the box also was pretty long. 
and um, I could see it was very well attached and it tends to be very um, determined. That's where the a beautiful example of the termination came to mind. And I would really hope that I would be so determined on the path just to the way it was uh, eight days ago. And I could tell he was really into this toy. He had made up his mind about the toy because we were going not too far in the store, but going in and around the store while my mother was uh, trying out uh, clothes. And he would keep the toy under his, his arm for about at least 15, 20 minutes. So I knew that he was, you know, he was cherishing the toy and he had made up his mind. He wanted to buy this one. He had some uh, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels uh, cars at home already. And I, I watched him, I mean, I witnessed and um, I was a bit in, in awe, as I said. And then came the time my, my, my wife had made up a um, mind and picked up a few, a few items. And then uh, it was time to go to the cashiers and, and pay and um, so then she looked at the toy and it was a, a pretty um, space consuming toy which wouldn't really fit well in his bedroom and um, so there was a, a dialogue starting between my wife and I and, and my attitude which I think was different this time from what it could have been um, again a few years back or a few years prior was to just witness and to surrender, in a sense, into what would be happening and, and sending positive energy for the outcome, but not so much the ego energy of, of having my opinion being heard. So I decided to say, to say nothing, and I was witnessing what was going on, the dialogue between my wife and our son. And at some point, I even withdrew completely because the car was like a block away and I needed to bring the car closer. So it, it even gave them and I some more space to, to, I would say, surrender. And when I came back, maybe, um, I don't know, eight minutes, ten minutes later, there was still a discussion going on. You can call it an argument if you want, between my wife and our son. And, and it was all about the same thing. And... and it's possible that I came back with some fresh energy still without saying anything because it seemed like at that point something shifted and my wife had the idea to propose uh, a slightly different toy to our son, which was smaller in scale and also uh, the box itself was uh, square instead of a long rectangle uh, box. And amazingly, our son, which was, you know, so enamored and so, so stuck on his, on his first toy, kind of accepted the idea of living the story this one. And, um, and we did. And the price was no, of course, for him, the price was no different. It, it happened to cost you just about the same thing. And, um, and we left. And he's been enjoying the toy at home. And to him, a five-year-old, um, again, I've been saying that it's interesting to watch a child at work because it's a good example or a good metaphor for, for how the mind, an adult mind works. You know, that you, you put your, not only your gaze, but your intent into something and you wouldn't let it go. And again, I look at myself in the mirror of what happened and, and a few weeks back, a few, a few years back, I could have done the same thing. I said, this is my opinion. This is what I want and I won't budge. This is what I would like you to do or this is what I would like to buy. And 
in this case, it's a, it's a, it's a surrender into the situation, uh, but it's, it's not a passive thing, as I said. It's also a question of sending the energy necessary for, for resolving, in a sense, if you think there's a resolution needed, for resolving the situation. And, um, and that's what happened. And um, it surprised me a little bit. I mean, uh, of course, I mean, our son's resolutions of, you know, into buying this item and, and my being a, um, able to withdraw myself from the, from the emotional content of the situation. And at the same time, I, I look at surrender and letting go slightly differently. So the letting go usually tends to be letting go of uh, small things like, like this one, but I think surrender carries more of an energetic um, component. Uh, letting go is all about, also about relinquishing control of situations or the things that we cannot control and, and inviting, uh, inviting whatever needs to happen uh, to take place. And interestingly enough, this, this past week we had some, some small things happening and that's what I said, letting go is important for small things. And one of them was, um, we went to the swimming pool last week for our son's swimming lesson. It was a Friday. And my wife had bought a camera to take some pictures. It's one of the last lessons of the, of the school year. And suddenly out of the blue, the lifeguard came to see us and she said, you cannot take pictures. And I said, what? We've took pictures in the past. And she said, no, these are the rules. And then the swim manager came on and uh, said, you know, Vince, uh, what's going on? We can no longer take pictures in the swimming pool, just of our son and his, um, his instructor. And he said, no, 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 these are the rules. Now we're enforcing the rules. Okay. And that's what it is. I mean, you know, we're not here to design um, the structure and the culture of this institution. So it's one instance, at least for me, which was very easy to let go. You know, um, we can't take pictures and that's, that's the way it is. I mean, there are so many places that are still somewhat patriarchal in, in their approach to, to running the business in a sense. And that's just fine. I mean, it seems very silly, even the instructor agreed with us, but just that the way it is. And there's no point investing um, or dwelling on a situation that doesn't bring any, any satisfaction in the end. And the next day at the supermarket, a situation fairly similar happened. Um, went up for coffee. There's a, an open space. We can buy coffee and then you serve, your, you buy your, your cup of coffee, you pay, and then you pour your, your coffee. And we usually get a glass of milk for our son. And the woman was there. She said, you need to pay for that glass of milk. I said, yes, that's fine. So I went to the counter and she charged me the, the price of a hot chocolate, which was like $2.40 for a small glass of milk, of cold milk. And I thought to myself, it's unfair. But okay, it's unfair, but there was no point for me. I was in a letting go mode. I think last week was... Um, the upcoming thing of this week, so I guess I was I was gearing up for for this week, and I was I let it go very easily. I didn't argue, and I was that's just the way it is. Maybe we'll do it differently next time. But there was no, I would call it almost an emotional encroachment into that situation. And um, again, this felt very uh, very different. And the last thing that happened to us this week, um, 
is a, a flat tire. That happens. The, the good fortune we had is that uh, the car needed gas, and we noticed that we had a flat tire when we arrived at the gas station. In fact, in fact, the, the guy who was selling um, the, the pump attendant told us that we had a flat tire, which is really incredible, and we, we had not noticed it. And then we were at the gas station, and, and uh, the tire is flat. So he volunteered very fairly forcefully to change the tire. And in the end, there was a fairly big hole, and the tire, I think, needed to be changed. So in a sense, he had um, earned some money, which was um, not really necessary because we had to drive only two blocks down the road. And then... Um, and then uh, got the tire changed. So in a sense, we could have saved the time and the money for this uh, the guy to change the tire. And I thought, that's fine. I mean, we had to buy, in a sense, and we ended up buying two new tires. And um, again, I was able to let it go. I was in a letting go spirit, in a sense. And of course, it's cost us some money to get the tires changed and also something else that was going on, uh, something defective in the, in the wheel. But again, you can look at the, at the situation itself, the, the possible aggravation there, and you can sort of turn things around and see how, how protected we were uh, because we um, were able to get things changed fairly rapidly, almost on the spot. So that was, a, that was a real blessing in a sense. And um, I found that very, very interesting. All of this happening to us, uh, or to me, uh, within the, the span of a week, the scope of a week. And the last thing also, I'm, something again I was able to let go fairly rapidly. It's more professional, but it, it, it has to do with uh, me working with someone and this person is not always getting back to me very rapidly. It's not that I, you know, I have expectations, but uh, sometimes uh, he doesn't get back to me right away or it takes him uh, a few days to do that. And, and I was thinking to myself, again, it's the idea of before you, you jump into a thought or before you dive into a, a reactive mode and you tend to be an angry mode, I, I thought to myself, you know, if I want to see this person to improve in the future, shall I tell him that I'm not happy? Or instead, shall I you know, send him some positive energy so that um, in the end things can change and possibly they would improve up to my, my standards? And um, I thought about it. I thought about it a couple times. And I was in a, not so much in a reactive, a jumping into mode, that's what I would call and um, it was a very clear and a good sign to me. And eventually, uh, I called this person. I didn't voice my um, unhappiness, in a sense. I didn't say that I was unhappy about uh, his performance, <laughs> as I would put it. But um, he called me back, and then we had a discussion about what needed to be done. And, uh, and in fact, he agreed to do it on the spot. And things have been uh, moving since. And so um, that's what happened. So these are small examples of, of letting go of something that usually doesn't make our life more, more pleasant. And it's all reacted again to this, this beingness of ours, this, um, these patterns in a sense. It, it has to do about, you know, it has to go with, to do, sorry, with um, the way we function.
and the way we function more or less um, consciously when we can realize providing we do some spelunking and, and see what goes on in our lives this you know i was mentioning the the concept of messengers in our lives the three or four things that i mentioned between the swimming pool you know, the, the person at the supermarket the guy changing the tire for, for for no purpose in a sense and this last person these are messengers into my life as well and what is more important is how do I treat, how do I welcome the message um, than my reaction. My reaction has to do with the way I welcome the message. But it's really a good training ground when you look at it this way. And it doesn't, come, doesn't always come easily. I mean, if these things had happened yesterday when I was in a less... A less positive mode, I was much more irritated, um, much more into the, you know, the, the comment that the person made on LinkedIn. I was torn in a sense, and I wasn't, I wasn't in a pleasant mode. And uh, it has to do with timing as well. But um, the metaphor that I that I came up with, which all these things that are, came into me and came into my life. They don't have any grip, you know, it's say in French, in the sacroche pas. It's like they don't, they don't have a hang on you. They don't, they just slide, they just go. And it's, it's mostly about our, because of our internal attitude that these things um, do not fire a lie, they do not fire a lie in our ego. Uh, ego response of irritation and anger and, and dissatisfaction and getting back to people uh, is an ego-based reaction. If we just absorb the information and try to turn it around, I think it's much more of a, like I mentioned last week, much more of a being, much more of a, a reflecting attitude and trying to see the, the value in the message that we receive. And so that goes back, for me, to the idea of opening the field and keeping things open and, and, and surrendering on a, on a on a higher level, in a sense, um, trying to look at life with a big a capital L and trying to see where life is leading us and not responding to the teeny biny, teeny bitty things um, that could be upsetting as well. Um, and that has much more to do with the doing or the achievement part of uh, what I was talking about last week. So this is... Um, my letting go experience of the week and um, I wanted to talk a little bit more on, uh, in the next segment and the next week you know, how do we prepare the field for what comes next and I think the next step uh, in, in our lives is to eventually when we have cleared the field when we have um, nourished the field and prepared it adequately I mean is to, to sow again and um, I would think something very different would come out once the field, the field of our lives has been, um, has been cleared, has been nourished, um, has been tended to. So thank you.
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello, this is Jill again. Welcome back. And thank you very much for listening to my life, in a sense. That's what I'm sharing. But these little things, you know, make, make up who we are. It's, uh, it's the practical. It's the, it's the day-to-day business, in a sense. And um, how we react to what goes on in our life is, is also very spiritual in nature. And we can... Excuse me, we can react and, and go from a position of, of ego and, and doing and, and uh, I'm in a rush, I need to do something, I don't have time to listen to you. Or we can take things from a more, the word that comes is laid back, but it's not what I want to use, a more, a more reflective, a more, a more being um, attitude. Uh, you know, what is this bringing into my life? What, what, what value does this have? And sometimes, you know, you can catch a glimpse. You can say, is this uh, some sort of a trap in my life, you know? And I've had so many instances uh, like this. Uh, after the fact, I did something and it, in the end, it didn't turn out to be very, very, uh, very small things, especially in the house with my family, but very small thing. And then I reflected a bit maybe um, a couple minutes after things happen and then I realized you know um, and then I realized um, I should have done something else and I was I was driven by my my ego I was driven by by, by my I could sense the pressure coming from my ego and um, 
that's what it is. I think hopefully we learn the lesson and we learn to to react different way or to 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 welcome things um, from um, from a different perspective. That that's what the idea of of surrendering um, means to me. It's the idea of and again, it's not a question of giving in. I think there's a, a clear distinction in. I mean, it's like once the field, to get back to that metaphor of plowing the field of our life, once the field is open, once we have done some of the work that we need to be done, it's like the message, sending the message to the universe, you know, my life is ready. I've been doing what I meant to be doing in order to... Uh, to heal my life, providing this is what you need to do. Uh, sorry, we have a caller. And I think a person called Karen from Toronto, and she wants to talk. Bonjour, Gilles. Salut. Hello, Karen. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. You're the first caller ever. Really? Yes, you are. I think a lot of people listen, and maybe it's at the timing when, like, we're working, and so it's not always easy to call in at this time. No, it's good. It's perfectly appropriate. <laughs> um, I wanted to comment on what you're discussing today because I've been seeing this is very poignant lately. In that, how what you said about how we spiritually respond to those frustrating events, and the, with the not being able to take pictures of our children for memory's sake, um, it, to me it seems like there's a, 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 we need a balance between rushing too fast in mm-hmm. things and wanting it now, 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 between hesitating and maybe out of fear not moving when we know we should and being not manifested in these crazy things. Does that make sense? Yes. What do you mean by uh, hesitating? Uh, hesitating and it's like we're, we're unsure of what we want to do? Jill, okay, I'm going to put it this way, and I, I won't use the expletive, but there's a difference between taking your time for quality reasons and yes. bleeping the dog. There's a difference. And you in in people or yourself in, in any given moment of uh, what do we do about this situation or do we ignore it? Yeah, I see what you mean. Sometimes it needs to be ignored, I guess. it's Again, I think it, it has a lot to do with the emotional component that, that comes in with the situation. And yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes not doing anything allows for the emotion to go down or to vanish in a sense. Okay. And then my question is, does it then disappear or does then the craziness continue when godly people don't step up in the right moment? Like taking pictures of your children at an event. I mean, uh-huh. if we promise not the pictures online, we're not exploiting children. The memories of your kids in those events are priceless when you get sure. older. So this rushing, rushing and, and not allowing and... I don't know what it is. I'm just wondering if, yes, we let the emotion dissipate, then we come to, we still have this situation. How do we respectfully now uh, uh, allow cameras in the schools? The question, if it's forbidden to take pictures at the event, I mean, what can we do? We can still take pictures and get in trouble? 
or can we you know, surrender to the situation? And yeah. what is the cost? What is the emotional cost, in a sense? That's my reaction. That's my, yeah. my, point, my point. Again, I think it's, it's one thing to talk about it you know, from a distance, and it's a very different thing to be in the situation. Yeah. And each one of us in each given moment have that choice to, to yes. choose. So I think we you. have that choice providing we are aware of the choices. I think it's one, one letting go, I guess, is, uh, uh, you know, I think we have a choice about how to respond to the situation. But are we aware that, you know, when the situation, when the, like what you said, you know, with a tendency to rush. So when the situation happens, uh, what do we do? Do we rush into what our ego pressures us to do? Or do we take mm-hmm. a chance to step back a little and to see what is it in this message? Yeah. And in, in the situation that you mentioned and also taking pictures of the swimming pool, you know, it, we were so taken aback. I mean, it, it didn't make sense. And we had taken mm-hmm. pictures before. And so, um, you know, your reaction mm-hmm. is you, you're upset. I mean, fairly understandably. Yeah. Yeah, something's happened in the in the human psyche for that to have been allowed, and I'm wondering to where we go from there. Is okay the ones that are not appreciating the picture taking? What is it about it? Because I don't think any of the people that are taking pictures of their kids are ever. It's their own child that they're curious about having the picture, not another yeah, child. Yeah, I don't want to try to steal anything. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It, we had the same reaction, I guess. The idea is not taking pictures of anyone else in the swimming pool, and it's not our goal. But I think we've become a you bit know, crazy in that. Yeah. You know, in a sense, you know, one other thought that comes to mind is: Can we feel compassion for the people who set the rules, and sometimes for the stupidity of the rules? You know, that these people are stuck into their own world. I'm not saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to solve your situation and makes you happy, but it's, it's a way to turn the situation around. Yeah, yeah. And, and to I think about the other that. side. And these people that work in the institutions, they may think it's the only kind of work they have. I mean, it's like they, they are prisoners or their employers. Sometimes I'm not saying everybody is, but because the employers impose rules, um, there's not much they can do. And to them, it's, you know, if they don't agree with the rules, there's nothing else. Or they have to look for another job. It's at the end of the world. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think if we just individually look at, okay, in this given moment, do I need to let it go or do I need to step forward? So like I, I was saying, either it's taking time for the quality or, you know, not passing the buck. Um, we'll... we'll individually and uh, for the rest of it, it, it is just, I don't know, carrying on. <laughs> Those mm-hmm. poor parents, will, but there'll be a generation without a photo album or whatever of, of pictures missing. <laughs> yes, I, I see what you mean, yes. In this case, it's, it's sad because the frustrations may linger. Yeah, it will. Yes, it will. I mean, it, it's understandable, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, Thank you, you know, for mm. topic, Jill. This is really, really good uh, topic today. So, merci beaucoup. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's a very, uh, what I'm saying, I'm talking about things that are very much day-to-day life. And that's what, you know, that's when spelunking is very useful because we can't live out, way, out there in a, in a cave. I mean, we, we belong to a, a world and oftentimes when we work, it's a, it's a business world and it's, 
And I think the more we explore it and the more we explore our reaction, the more we understand how we function at the same time. Yeah. Fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Merci. Thank you very much. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Yeah, thank you very much, Karen, for stopping in, in a sense. I've been in touch with Karen outside uh, the show. So um, I'm very happy that she called and uh, that she brought in this example. But again, there are situations when, you know, our situation and, and my situation, our situation at the swimming pool is, understandably, we can be upset. And I wouldn't even say we have the right to be upset. But then what do we do with this upset? Is it, is it taking us somewhere? And I think the more we're able to, during a few seconds or milliseconds we have, to, to welcome the message and to surrender into it. Um, that's the way things are. Maybe we're going to do things differently next time. I, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not trying to provide a solution here, but I'm trying, uh, you know, also to, to empathize with the, both sides uh, and see uh, one side setting the rules and, and, um, and limiting people's freedom and limiting, limiting people's joy at home, you know, when they watch or uh, reminisce about a, a concert. And um, again, it's not always easy to, you know, to find um, a way to go. And I'm not saying that it is oftentimes it's very contextual because of what happens and what, what is at stake. I mean, and how, how emotionally involved you are into the situation. But I think what is very important, again, is, is to reflect, to be able to reflect as soon as possible. Um, as I was mentioning before, you know, if you reflect after the fact, um, what happened at home, uh, I would have done things very differently. And, and that's just the way it is. Maybe that's the way I was able to let go so, so easily last week. I know hopefully the lessons are coming in and the lessons are being learned. And so... Um, that's what life is about. So I wanted to, we have a little bit of time left. Um, I wanted to prepare the field in a sense for next week's uh, topic when I want to, to talk a bit more about um, taking care of the field once we decide to keep it open. And um, what will come, you know, what will come about in terms of uh, the, thing, the field being ready for being uh, sown again. And um, I wanted to share with you, we don't have enough time, but I will share it with you um, next week. And I think it makes uh, perfect sense. Uh, a beautiful um, song from a, a person living in Sweden called Henrik, uh, John Henrik. And uh, his song is called Daniel's Joke. In case you want to look at it on, on Facebook, that's why on Facebook, that's why I watched it first. And it's a song that he wrote um, after one of his friends passing. And he said, uh, my friend's passing is the most difficult thing that I experienced in my life to date as a fairly young man. And so I will uh, leave you with this message of hope and and healing um, that we need to apply to the field, to the field of our life in a sense. And um, that's how I will start uh, next week. show with uh, this beautiful song from uh, John Henrik. So thank you very much for listening and have a beautiful week.
Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giles Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thank you.